Hello and welcome to Talk Tales, a bartender advice podcast that is cheaper than therapy. Were you sleeping on me there? There was like a no. quick pause. No, you were, no, were you Instagramming? No. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure you were Instagramming just now. <laughs> no, it's because my phone was going off, so I was putting on silent. <laughs> I was like, we're going, we're podcasting. I was, I was taking a nap. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Shauna. That's Adele. She was Instagramming on the podcast. I was not. I was turning my phone off. <laughs> You had a look of like fear went into your eyes and your soul. You're like, <laughs> oh, I should be paying attention. We started recording. <laughs> Sorry. It's a mezcal. Just kidding. It's a mezcal. Well, it's that's, a mezcal. I, have, I wonder if people are sick of that excuse from us yet or not. I mean, it's a truth. So I can only bring <laughs> the truth to the table. Okay. <laughs> I hear I you on that. I offer my authenticity. I am what I am. It is me. I am the mother of. I am the mother of Mezcal. I can change. I am. I birthed the baby of Mezcal myself. <laughs> I am the mother of Mezcal. Oh man. Oh um, man. What, you think if if our show was Game of Thrones, <laughs> you would be the mother of Mezcal, and I would be. No, I would be. I would be. I'd be sad, John Snow. <laughs> Whoa. I would be definitely be Tyrion because he always he's always drinking. Oh, okay. Well, no, him. you'd be the mother of Mezcal, and I would be. Um, what's yeah. the? I'm the, the, the foreseer guy. <laughs> I see things. The one in the wheelchair. Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm blacked out and I'm seeing visions. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something along those lines. So, how are you? I. I I haven't seen you in a week. It's been a week. And guess what? I'm first round vaccinated, baby. Dude. So I didn't get vaccinated because I'm very upset about it, but I signed up on the website and, um, there, it automatically sent me to Long Beach, which I was okay, whatever Long Beach, but my, my proof of employment for being an industry says LA County. So I couldn't get vaccinated there because it's Long Beach. It's a different city, different health department than LA. So it was, it was a bit of a conundrum. So I couldn't get vaccinated. They turned me away. I was really That's upset a, about that. That ain't right. Guess, well, I mean, I don't know if I should air my dirty laundry or not, but uh, they're not, they literally did not check anything for me, like at all, like nothing. They're huh. like, grab your ID, like no, no issues whatsoever, which I understand. I think they yeah. need to do this in an orderly fashion and by releasing like, you know, group, it's like an airplane, like loading an airplane where it's Pockets, like, you're in yeah. this, you're in this, you're in A, A, B, C, D or whatever. And then they call, they call A and everyone's like, I'm A, I get to go first. And that's like the right. 65 and olders. And they're like, we're A. And then they're like, okay, so healthcare workers, we're B. And then after the healthcare workers, they release the the restaurant workers, the, the degenerates, and we're all barreling for straight baby. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, there's no rules anymore. So you just go yeah. in there no, and say, I mean, I'm definitely going to reschedule it. I'm excited to just uh, take my vaccine, go around, lick a doorknob, make out with a stranger, cough in your mouth. I cannot wait. <laughs> you will stay away that. from my mouth. Do not go near my <laughs> mouth, woman. Um, but yeah, yeah. So th- it feels good. I f- there's a, a, a feeling of relief, it's kind of a feeling of sadness, honestly. Like we sadness? did so much. Yeah, it's kind of weird that I'm feeling this way. It's like well, it's uh, definitely like the end of something. It def I, I mean, maybe I don't know, but it definitely feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. Yeah. So it's a little bit, I guess in a way, sad or I would say it's scary for me. It's a better word for it to because I don't really know what how everything's gonna be after. I know for a fact it's not gonna be normal, right? Things are gonna change, a lot of things are gonna change permanently, and it's just kind of a little bit uh, uh anxiety. Uh, drive like my anxiety is a little bit like okay because I don't know what it's gonna. What, Wait, what you should be so used to this by now. Like I, I'm I like opposite. I'm like I'm I'm like I like I like riding on the seat of my pants. I like my pants to be <laughs> right on the edge of the seat and almost I, falling off my butt. But like I did get a little nostalgic about the beginning of lockdown where it was like buy groceries, stay at home, don't go out. I kind of miss. I'm like, damn, it was such a good excuse to just like watch TV all day. 
Yeah, if I have to put my <laughs> pants on again, I swear to God, I haven't worn jeans in over a year. And I put, I did actually put them on recently. I was like, these are very uncomfortable. Back to my softies. <laughs> I call them my softies. They're my soft Ugh. pants. My jeans don't fit me anymore, <laughs> dude. I'm just like, oh, and stretchy pants it is. Ugh. Oh, oh my gosh. Boy. But you know what? Like as, as things are changing, there's been, you know, all these industries changed over this last year. Obviously we changed our podcast platform. Uh, to this virtual space, which has been freaking awesome. And we're not changing back. I'm sorry, we world. Are. We are not changing back because we get to talk to people and we get to talk to people all over the freaking world at this point. So why would we change back? Why do we want to be in our own backyard? My backyard is tiny. I want to be in a big <laughs> backyard. And I want to I'm talk to cities and I'll yeah. be able to do this. It's gonna be I want to talk it's gonna yeah so it's like we want to keep talking to people from all over the world and the country um which really ties us into who we're talking to today because we are not in the same place none of us are in the same place uh we are or i'm in los angeles adele is also in los angeles but our guest today resides in chicago right chicago. Say it again. <laughs> well, you said it's so weird that's my chicago accent <laughs> <laughs> segue tell us about our guest today shauna of course so uh very very honored we got we connected via the internet somehow i don't even remember yeah Yeah. we swiped (laughs) we swiped circle and bada bing bada boom we're here on the podcast uh and uh so emily larson is our guest who is a food writer for chicago food magazine that's awesome I have so many questions. Dude, I'm okay. So curious. Well, I just want to mention uh for anyone listening, you know, if you haven't if you haven't rolled through our entire portfolio of episodes catalog here, <laughs> uh we've never we've never interviewed a food writer before. They're very excited. Thank you <laughs> for being here with us. Thank you for having so, me. I'm honored to be the first. <laughs> yep, Yay. yep. So this is really exciting because this is um, for anyone who doesn't know or is the first time listening here, cocktails, we we always talk we talk in the bar industry about our experiences, our our stories, uh, and we offer bartender advice. So this is a different perspective. This is coming from a person who is pretty much working in the same industry as us, but in a different aspect, which Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to know. I want to know what it looks like over there. I want to see through the eyes of Emily here. And I think this is a good way to verbally do so. (laughs) To talk on our podcast. (laughs) Well, I certainly have only one word of advice from a non-bartender, but um, my only advice is to just keep drinking. (laughs) We are the same. (laughs) We and I guess eat awesome. a little bit too. Yeah. Thank you. So, Make sure so, you coat, coat with some bread. Of yes. <laughs> so how did you get in, into, into what you do now? Tell us, tell us the whole story since the day okay. you were born. Yeah. Since you were born. <laughs> um, well, uh, I wasn't really too much into food growing up in a small town in Southwest Michigan. They're just weren't a ton of options. Um, I thought Red Lobster was um, just the bee's knees. Um, Listen, those cheddar <laughs> biscuits are delicious, okay? They're like crack. Absolutely. I've never had one. <laughs> they're so good. Is that messed up? Everyone always yells at me. They're like, you've never had a, a Red Lobster biscuit. And I'm like, mm. dude, My mom's lived. best friend would order extras and then put them in her purse and then leave Hell the restaurant yeah, and have them later. So Can, can we party so with her? That sounds awesome. <laughs> yes, she would love that. Um, so I didn't really get into food all that much until I moved here to Chicago where I went to DePaul university and I had a class, I majored in English. Um, so, and and specifically in creative writing. So I had to interview somebody that was in a field that I would potentially want to go into. So at the time I was considering either food writing or travel writing. So I interviewed a couple of different people and Somehow, my roommate's best friend was already a writer for Chicago Food Magazine. And so I interviewed her, and she actually had me come along on a restaurant tasting 
And pretty much from there, I was like, this is exactly what I would love to do because who doesn't love to eat for free? Um, yep. So, yep. and drink. Um, so it kind of took off from there and that was May of 2015 and I've been doing it ever since. That's, that's, that's like awesome. incredible that you're, you had a very, like your path was so Perfect. Straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm You're very from point A to point B. That's yeah. It's like awesome. it's like I want to do two. Like I like that first. You went to school being like I want to do one of the two like coolest jobs on the planet, which is like eating amazing stuff or traveling to amazing places. Like yeah. that aspiration right there is so awesome. I, on the other hand, when I was got out of high school, was like, do I go to college? Uh. I don't know how to even tie my shoes yet. I think I'm going to become a bartender. <laughs> I had no idea like what to, you know, what to do. So and I feel like I still don't, honestly, but, um, so do okay. any of us, <laughs> I, yes, I'm just, seriously. I think that's awesome that your, your goals were to legitimately have one of the two coolest jobs, one or the other, and you landed it and it went right there. That's freaking awesome. That's awesome. I, what are the things that like, that you were not expecting they're going to come with this job that you were like, Whoa, I was not expecting this to be part of this. Was anything surprising or is it pretty straightforward? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, I was a junior in college at the time, so I knew nothing of the world and I still know nothing of the world, but, um, I wasn't going in expecting anything. And I should clarify too, this is actually just a, a fun side hobby that I have because I do have a big girl job um, that pays the bills. And this is just something that I love to do. But I think, I don't know if there's anything that I didn't expect or any challenges, but what I've really appreciated is building relationships with and meeting so many cool people. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been able to be exposed to so many celebrity chefs and really big events and restaurant openings and all sorts of stuff like that. So I'm glad that I don't get paid for it. I'm glad that it's not my job because I sometimes wonder if I wouldn't enjoy it as much if it was such a deadline driven kind of pressurized, stressful job. And it's mm-hmm. not so. That's a good point. Can you mention that's like, us ugh. in the podcast? That's us in the podcast. Yeah. Right there. yeah. Dinner. Ugh, yeah. I have to <laughs> eat this. Oh God. <laughs> I guess. Well, actually, now that I think of it, one of the biggest challenges has been to maintain my weight because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I for a while, imagine. you know, I'm always I'm eating a lot. It's it's like, raw, I gotta, five times gotta a day. keep up with those workouts. <laughs> That's super cool. I mean, like you're probably so spoiled when it comes to food now. So like your bar is probably set so high. Yes. I can't. Yeah. So it's Red just Red Lobster like... is no longer the standard. <laughs> you're like, I will take a cheesy biscuit though. I'm just saying. Yes. Yes. Um, so one thing I want to like kind of capture like and get an understanding for as far as me, you know, being on the bartending side of things, Adele being on the bartending side of things, and then us like talking to bartenders so often. I'm curious what your perception is when you walk into, let's say a really great craft cocktail bar, like what, like what's a day in a life doing something like that? Where are you undercover? Do they know you're coming? Do you like, do you are disguise? You like <laughs> if you disguise, I want to know exactly what your disguise looks like. Um, do, do you use an accent? I'm just curious. She I, I should mustache. start. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or is it like, oh, Emily's coming. Like, let's, let's throw out the, you know, all the goods and, and, you know, the spread and light all the candles and really, yeah. you know, like do the, the whole, you know, shabam of making sure you're wined and dined and have the best time. Yeah. Well, like, and then like, what's your perception on everyone? Do they, as far as the experience goes for you? Yeah. Well, the difference between kind of, being a food writer just for fun and being a food critic is that they do know when I'm coming in. So I'm always working with their public relations team to set this up. So they always know and and they're prepared for me to come in. So every experience is different. Sometimes I get there and they're just like, all right, settle in. We're just going to bring out the entire menu. We're going to have to roll you home. (laughs) <laughs> or, um, or other times it's just like, okay, order whatever you want and we'll take care of it for you. So I like that every 
experience is different. The hospitality is always excellent. You mentioned a great craft cocktail experience. There's one in particular here in Chicago. Well, there's many in particular here in Chicago, but there's like the Mecca of cocktails over there for sure. It's pretty great. (laughs) But there's a place called Drum Bar here. Shout out to Drum Bar. It's one of my favorite places in the entire world. And it's funny enough, the beverage director there, um, who's also pretty much like the main bartender there, but he is from a town 20 minutes from where I grew up. So we found that out by drinking together. (laughs) And he also knew the bartender from one of my favorite bars in Copenhagen. And he was like friends with him. And like, I found all of this out just on the first time that I met him. And he makes fantastic drinks there. And so I recommend anytime anybody's in Chicago, please go to Drum Bar. It's got a rooftop bar too. So it's, you got great views too. Views, views, views. That's awesome. So like, I like that you kind of clarified the difference between a food critic and a food writer. It's clearly a different experience on everybody's end. So like the food critic is kind of like the up. a scary one. <laughs> yes, it can be. They're the ones with the deadlines. <laughs> so um, would you say like, like on, on your end, like, has there ever been a situation where like, you know, the food or the cocktails were fantastic and like the place was beautiful and all these things, but like you just didn't connect with the staff and you're like, this kind of ruins the experience or the other way around where maybe the cocktails weren't that good or the food wasn't that great, but the staff was just so awesome that you're like, fuck yeah, this place is super cool. Like, have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Absolutely. I mean, luckily Chicago is one of the greatest places on earth for food. So I could probably only count on one hand the amount of bad experiences I've had. I can't think of any bad actual service or hospitality experiences. Most of them have been pretty subpar food or drinks. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, I never go in expecting that it's going to be this amazing experience. So I, you know, it's not like I set the bar every time I go into a place. I always look at a menu ahead of time to see what kind of food I'm to expect, of course. But sometimes if it's just like your run of the mill, like bar food or tavern food or, you know, your burgers, your wings, your fries or something like that, sometimes I might go in with a little bias because like a lot of the times those things can be the same from one place to another. But yeah. Other times, I mean, if those places do those things well, those simple things well, then, I mean, more power to them. Give me a yeah, good crab totally. dip any day. I'll take yeah. a good crab dip. <laughs> Dude, I'll take a good burger any day. Like a bar yeah. burger, a good bar burger, especially yeah. after you've been drinking heavy. You're like, all right, a burger is yep. going to put me right where you need to be. <laughs> My husband and I legit ate the hamburgers probably like four days in a row last week. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with us. He kept, he kept like coming home and be like, I got burgers. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're eating them. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, you guys, uh, real quick. I just want to, uh, we have to go to a commercial. Um, you know, listeners, thank you so much. Uh, and bear with, with us. We, commercial. Yeah. We have to go into a, a non-commercial. Um, so, uh, hang tight, maybe grab yourself something to drink, uh, and, or listen to our non-commercial, you know, because, we're not, not being paid. We're not being paid for it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Shauna here, and I got my co-host Adele here. Me, and we are here to tell you about our non-sponsor. They're definitely not paying us, like not even a little bit. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Tales, and this episode is not sponsored by. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning into that non-commercial. Uh, and uh, I now hope back you guys, to the show. Back to the show. And I hope you grab something to drink <laughs> through that. Um, okay. So I want to do, a, before we jump on the callers, because I do have a bunch of callers here. Uh, my switchboard's lighting up. And it's in the color of pink and orange, which are my two favorite colors, which I make sure my switchboard is always those colors. Uh, except for on special days, like St. Patrick's Day. I would make them green. green. <laughs> There you go. There you go. But before we jump on to the callers, I want to play a game called Big No-Nos or Big Perks. Uh, so basically, uh, we're, we're going to name some things that, like, what do you think? Are they, big, as a food writer, big no-nos or big perks? All right. Right? Ready. Okay. 
So uh, what do you think? Would a uh, server bringing you an extra large martini in an oversized martini glass be a big no-no or a big perk? Uh, very much a perk, especially if it's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking Adele's language here. I yeah. love martinis. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Uh, second part of that question, if that martini, large martini uh, the server brought to you was dirty and then also sat on a table that was a little bit wobbly and very small, but you had to be writing on your computer. Big no-no, big perk. That is pretty annoying. <laughs> um, I think the whole time I'd probably be holding the martini and typing with one hand just to be safe. <laughs> oh, that's, that's like you're that. smart. That's you're, re- you're resourceful. You're resourceful. Uh, Adele, do you have any big no-nos or big perks? Okay. What about a restaurant that doesn't clean the grill ever, but it somehow seasons the meat better? Big no-no <laughs> or perk? <laughs> oh, um... I would say I don't want to know their cleaning practices. <laughs> if it's working for them, if that burger or steak or whatever is great, then I don't need to ask any questions. <laughs> okay. How about you go to a really nice hotel bar and they really want to lay out the whole spread for you. Uh, they brought the whole menu and the whole drink menu. And guess what? They overserved you alcohol. Mm-hmm. Darn it. And, but <laughs> gosh, dang it. They offered you a <laughs> complimentary hotel room that you barely got to enjoy because you were not able to enjoy it from the beyond belligerence. Big, big no no or big perk? <laughs> uh, I would say it's a perk because then I don't have to go home. I can just go upstairs and fall into bed and go to sleep. <laughs> okay, fair. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Adele, you got any more big no-nos, big perks? Yes. Okay. So you're sitting at the bar and they're, you know, <laughs> sending you drinks and sending you food. The bartender is super hot, but he's super flirty. Big no-no or big perk? It depends on if my boyfriend's with me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, okay. Let me see. Uh, if... You're... Can't wait for him to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? He gave you a bonus? Like, freaking yeah. aviation on the side. It was worth it. <laughs> uh, He's secure. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let, let's see. One more final big no-no, big perk. Okay, big no-no or big perk. You're on a strict diet. And you mentioned that, not allergy, just like I'm really trying not to eat gluten or I'm really trying not to eat, I don't know, butter or whatever. You mentioned that. Rabbit. By the, Rabbit. By, they send you the most <laughs> decadent looking dish. So there's no way you're going to turn away. A rabbit riette. Big, and they're like, you have to try this. I don't care about your diet. Is that big no no or big perk? <sighs> I mean, I can't turn food away. So. Yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, all right, big part. Diet can restart tomorrow. (laughs) That's what I say every day of my life. Yeah. (laughs) So okay, so you passed all those those questions. That was really amazing. Yeah, and uh, and also like you have a very um, optimistic like way of like being involved in this whole experience. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're like, yeah, work. Yeah, Yeah, work. All right. Okay. So awesome. We're going to open up the the, the food lines. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to open up the, <laughs> Those phone, two. the food foodie lines, phone lines, the foodie phone lines <laughs> and uh, see, see what our callers have to say and ask. Uh, I mean, we don't know what's going to be. This is free, free advice here. So uh, let's, let's see. Hi, this is a question for the uh, Chicago food critic on the uh, podcast today. My name is Riley. I'm I'm from Chicago. I've been in L.A. for almost 10 years, but I'm interested to see which uh, which restaurant in Chicago you're most sad to see go after the uh, pandemic this past year. Uh, let me know. Thanks. 
Bye. That's a good Aww. question. That is a great question. Very sad now. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, obviously, I mean, this has affected every major city. I'm sure there's places in LA that you are both sad about losing as well. I think one of the biggest ones, there's a place in Ukrainian village neighborhood called Cafe Marie Jean. And it was a fantastic brunch place. They had only been open for a couple years. So um, it was pretty sad to hear them shutter um, a couple months ago. So I, I really hope that a lot of these places too are able to somehow reopen or many of those people can come up with new concepts or something. But obviously that's probably a few years down the line, but that was definitely one of those places that um, you could go in just for a coffee and pastry, or you could sit down and have your brunch oysters with, you know, your kind of uh, hipstery brunch fare. Not, and I'm not saying that in a um, in a negative way, but it was it was always a great experience and just fantastic food and drink overall there. Oh, okay. Well, let's, like we're raising a glass to them. Uh, yes, yeah, pour one know. out for Kathy yeah. and Eugene. <laughs> yep, and uh, you know we, we all support those that are having a tough time right now and. Um, I know it's been a rough year for everybody, especially the restaurants. Yeah. And we know us in our industry, we are resilient creatures. So I, I, I have good feelings and like thoughts that, you know, they they will bounce back and create something just as amazing, if not better. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been, uh, has there any pop-ups? I've I've seen a lot of the trend of like uh, restaurants doing pop-ups here and there to kind of, um, I guess, like stay afloat or whatever, which I think is really cool. Have you have experienced any of those pop-ups in Chicago? Is that something that's popular there at all? Yeah. I mean, that was already so much a thing before the pandemic. So, but there was definitely an uptick in a couple places, but a lot of, a lot of them too were like places that were already kind of established. And then they were just kind of creating smaller, like walk-up window type places inside Mm -hmm. of other kitchens. So and ghost kitchens too have have really become a huge deal here too. So um, I'm not familiar with that term. What's ghost kitchens? So basically it's haunted. Yeah. It's haunted. <laughs> it is haunted by <laughs> chefs of the past. They put um, one they put one dead chef in every kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of I mean, I think a lot of them are a little bit different from each other, but basically you have just one big space that several concepts work out of. So not necessarily like a food hall, but like it's only like it's delivery only. So you can have like six different concepts within one building. So six, six different kitchens, but they're all working out of like a communal space. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why they call it a ghost kitchen. (laughs) It's, I mean, that seems like a very smart concept to me because like, Not everyone can open, you know, some million dollar restaurant. So exactly. Right. And you yeah. can yeah. rent that way too. Right. That's yeah. Cool. They don't have to pay all of the fees and stuff. And obviously, you know, just like in LA, it's super expensive to pay rent and bills when you own a commercial space in Chicago. And so a lot of smaller places that kind of, ha- and usually it's very small menu places. They only have like a couple specialties, but the, it just really reduces the cost of everything. Has that been translated into the bar world there too? Were you guys able to transition into like to go cocktails and stuff? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I've done a couple of those experiences as well. Um, and I think that it's executed so well because a lot of them are just batch cocktails and they'll send you, um, they'll typically send you like vials or bottles of the the mix and then they'll give you a bottle a smaller bottle of whatever um liquor you're supposed to put with it and then sometimes they'll even give you the citrus or or the spice that you're supposed to torch or whatever the situation is so they do kind of really make it a cool home experience so that i think those have been really awesome for for chicagoans to to check out cool yeah especially like whenever I know the whole. Yeah, that's where I'm getting a little like nostalgic about this whole thing ending because I'm like I've I've been so impressed with the creativity that's popped out of this whole thing and 
We'll see what happens after this. Creativity is going to still I mean, have to keep going. I <laughs> Yeah, I think that the two o'clocks are definitely a huge stay for sure. And also yeah. like um, now that people had to get creative with limited resources, you know, because nothing was open. I feel like once you were able to create cocktails with that mentality, now when you have full access to a bar and patrons, you're going to like your creative juices are going to be like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. start creating a bunch of cool shit. I think so. I hope so. At least I'm excited. It's a little scary to know what's going to happen, but I'm excited. I for sure. definitely feel good that I have one shot. I'm like, with the next shot, I literally can hang out with people with no mask that have had shots too. I'm like, that's cool. But, <laughs> but also I really like the mask because it like, A, I don't have to do my makeup all the way. I just do my eyes. <laughs> yes. And then B, it also gives my face warm. I like that too. <laughs> so I'm going to cough in your mouth so hard when I get vaccinated, Adele, bro. I can't wait. I'm going to stick I my finger wait. in your mouth when you cough in my mouth. I'm going to stick my finger right down your mouth. Oh, be like, don't cough in my mouth. I'm going to start <laughs> sucking on it. I'll be like, oh, my no, germs. you're such a weirdo. Stop it. <laughs> Have my germs. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna my finger. I'm gonna put my finger in alcohol and, and do it one. I'm gonna put it in a bottle of. Well, high proof, like I don't know, well, old, old, Everclear. Yeah, Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went old overholt for some reason. I was like, it's gonna go in old overholt. <laughs> okay, we got another caller. Here we go. Hey there, talk tales. How's it going? Good. I got a question for you. I am making homemade clam chowder tonight, like from scratch, like in the absence of being able to go to a restaurant and have a really good one. So normally I would do like white wine, but what cocktail am I supposed to make to go along with a big bowl of New England clam chowder? I need your advice. Help me. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. What cocktail to help. make with we- clam chowder? Okay, here's I'm- a hot take. I've never had good clam chowder. What? I said it. What's wrong I've with you? I've never had one that was just like, okay. <laughs> I always feel something missed. Like I've I've never had a good clam chowder. It's like okay. I need we water. need we need to go. To, you you've also never gone to Santa Cruz with me. We got to go to Santa That's Cruz true. and go sit on the freaking wharf. That's what we got to do. It or I'll just make you some clam, clam chowder. chowder. I'll make they you some clam chowder. clam chowder in in Santa Cruz. Oh, it's like yeah, it's like one of those things. So it's like, dude, you go on the you know you go by the beach, get clam chowder and a bread bowl and freaking or just a bowl, what or a cup? I no, don't bread bowl for sure. Yeah, bread bowl's great. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then uh, you know get some fried calamari, like oh. you're and you're feeling good. Yeah, you're feeling good. Uh, so and some crab. You gotta have some Dungeness crab. Oh yeah, this I is like my crab. this is my Santa Cruz food right here. I love this stuff. <laughs> um, but. I'd say, okay, so for clam chowder, I want something with a little bit of acidity. At first, I jumped to like some type of martini situation, but like, no, that's so rich. You need something to cut that, that like, that I cream. Would say like, a, like a really good um, either Bloody Mary or Michelada with clamato, just because it's like savory and there's a acidity from the tomato, something like that, like a savory cocktail, maybe like a, a, like a really good like Michelada with clamato in it. Something like that. Now I want to make a Michelada freaking clam chowder. That's <laughs> what I want to do. Oh yeah. my god, that sounds terrible, dude. No, it no. doesn't. It sounds good. Oh my god, I'm gonna make cream that. Cream in your beer. Well, you're pairing it with the the freaking thing. Why can't what, what it? If you make a what if you make a clam chowder clarified punch. Oh my god, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Are you the spawn of Satan? What is happening? <laughs> We can try. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Emily might have a better answer. Do you have a Do you have a like reasonable answer for this? I was kind of thinking martini too, just because it's kind of dry, and you kind of want something smooth and dry to go down with the creamy clam chowder. <laughs> That's um, why I want. I want some acid though, because I want to counteract the the super cream because it's so creamy. Sure. Like I'm almost yeah. thinking, like honestly, I don't know why I'm going here, but I'm almost thinking of aviation. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. I I think it's crazy a little bit because of the VLA, but honest, like I want that like that soft like tartness. Of that cocktail Careless, with Careless with of aviation. The only other thing I could say, honest in all honesty, is fucking real champagne. 
with clam chowder. All right. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sticking with Bloody Mary. Okay. You have your, you have your Bloody Mary creamy adventure and then I'll take your, and then I'll make a clam chowder out of it. And then we'll see how this all works. Um, but no, no, like, you know, like, uh, champagne's so good with like charcuterie and like cheese plates and creamy things and like kind of fatty like things. Cause it has that like nice acid backbone. And it's kind of like bready. So it can be your bread bowl. I'm not a food writer. I don't know. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically champagne goes well with everything. I have a feeling that um, for something that kind of originated in the New England area, they're probably just drinking beer with it. So. That's fair. That's yeah. so that's yeah. so fair. <laughs> too like a shit. porter. No, porter be too thick. A lager. Pilsner. Probably like a, I don't know, probably a Sam Adams knowing them, but I'm like something... Yeah, I think a lager would probably be. Yeah, a lager probably be appropriate. Or a sour beer would be nice with it too. Mm. It's something super tangy. Man, caller, you got our wheels yeah. turning on this one. <laughs> now you I think, want clam chowder. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, that sounds say, so good. Now my body is ready for a good clam chowder experience. I want. I want, I want have, clam. I want to have that. Like, oh yeah, this clam chowder is bomb experience. I want that I, for myself. I want that too, but I want I'm not going to be. For me. I'm not joining your journey, Adele. I am not having the Bloody Mary clam <laughs> chatter journey. I prefer gumbo. Gumbo's tight. I like gumbo better than clam chatter. I said it. Fight me. What? Wait, what is oh, oh gumbo? Gumbo, yeah. Oh, I thought you said I don't know what I thought you said. I clearly wasn't paying attention. Uh, Are you Instagramming? Who's <laughs> over here Instagramming? <laughs> oh, sorry, Adele. What did you say? I'm sorry. I'm Instagramming. <laughs> okay, here we got another caller. Hey, Tocktails. This is Barry from Southern California. What kind of wine do I want to have with a standing rib roast served extra rare? Thanks so much. What was that? What kind of, what kind of wine? wine does he want to pair with a rib roast extra rare? Rib roast. Like a, is that like a um, prime rib? I'm saying that's a prime rib, right? Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um, dark meat. I'm, I'm getting really hungry, dude. Like, I'm like oh, it sounds fucking good. <laughs> yeah, Emily, you gotta like. We should have made dinner if we were all in the same place right now. We would be making dinner. We yeah. I mean, this is dinner time right for now. me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Okay. Okay. I obviously red wine. Yeah. roast. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to be like the basic bitch that says cab. But honestly, oh, fatty? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Malbec, maybe. Fatty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like Malbec, Malbec? Goes with everything too. So yeah. with all meats. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say some a, a bigger, robust wine cab. Yeah. Um, maybe a Bordeaux. Yeah, I don't think a Pinot though. Like not not a Pinot Noir. I think that would be a little too dense. I'm trying to think of like. Uh, oh, what's the pairings? What are you pairing with the sink? Yeah. <laughs> uh, champagne. I'm just going to say champagne. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was going to be like, let's just do champagne. It goes with, well with everything. Yeah. Or Zinfandel. What about a Zinfandel? Ooh, that's a good answer. Yeah, right? Because it's a little juicier and, and a prime rib's a little ju- like super juicy. And I'm assuming they're going to be making like Yorkshire pudding with it. Uh, invite me over. Uh, and then, uh, and I'm sure they're going to be making some like, I don't know, Brussels sprouts with like, like, I don't know, like balsamic drizzle. And then what era am I living in? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just running with this here. And so, yeah, I, I kind of want a nice, like, you know, killer Zinfandel, maybe even a Italian, what do you call that? The Zinfandel in Italy. Uh, la, 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 la. What is that called? Oh, uh, a primitiva. Oh, I didn't know. Zinfandel. Dude, I just pulled that card out of that card catalog. (laughs) Same thing. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's because I'm getting old, but like every time I drink red wine now, I get the gnarliest headache the next day. Even if I only have one glass, I don't know what it is. It's happening every single time. It's happening. It's happening to me. So now I just be like, okay, what kind of white wine can I pair with this? Because <laughs> the red thing is just not happening for me anymore. That uh, journey okay. has ended for me. Champagne, baby. <laughs> Champ- 
champagne. Champagne. Let's go champagne. 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 Champagne is the best thing you could ever drink on your planet. (laughs) On your planet. Whatever planet you're on, champagne. (laughs) Champagne. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Hey, so having worked in the service industry, I know we always talk a lot about wine pairings with food. But I was wondering what your favorite cocktail pairings with food would be. If there's like one that sticks out in particular or an old faithful, just curious. Thanks. All right. Emily, I'll let you jump that one off. Do you have a favorite cocktail pairing? Just like a go-to? Mm. Uh, I mean, I love some old fashions. So I think those are pretty versatile with a lot of stuff. But I mean, similar to wine, you kind of want to choose your liquor carefully sometimes i mean anytime i have mexican food of course i'm making some type of margarita or yeah Uh, (laughs) uh, and otherwise i mean uh my boyfriend and i have definitely been on like a bourbon kick pretty much the entire pandemic um so (laughs) so yeah we've made a lot of old fashions manhattan's basically anything that combines bourbon whiskey dark liquor so that's probably a go-to for anything but i mean it really just depends on it's also what so we're cold eating where you're at too so that sounds like the ticket right like whiskey like brown spirits here it's yeah fucking, it's like march and it was i was sweating balls today it's so hot so like all i was here freezing me, like, last night i was like i was the coldest <laughs> i've been in years yeah but during the day is hot so it's like daiquiris and margaritas yeah. <laughs> that's true all i had day, I, 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 i'm a total asshole right now i totally had a daiquiri and a margarita last night <laughs> <laughs> I was so cold. I had a daiquiri. <laughs> I was freezing. But I had to have a daiquiri. My favorite food pairing with cotton. Well, maybe not cocktail. Well, it's not a cocktail, but a sherry bone marrow luge. Oh, what's up? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Drop the mic. Thing. Drop yep. the mic. Always. Always. I've been there. Bone marrow. I've, I've been on that journey with you before, Adele. Oh, yeah. You order some bone marrow, you enjoy it, and then you take that bone and you just luge some sherry into your mouth it's about wow. that's specific. you gotta try it girl you gotta try it when you come into la yeah we're going right. to we'll go bone marrow we're journey gonna, no we'll go down to mexico and go on a bone journey <laughs> we're going to boner journey <laughs> oh my god and um, we're gonna go to like doorknobs it's gonna be tight i'm not gonna be doing that <laughs> Everywhere Adele goes, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like putting my my hand in front of her face from doing things. I'm like, don't do that, don't do that. (laughs) Um, my favorite cocktail pairing, like a generic, like generically, probably margarita for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mexican. Honestly, I like a margarita all the time. I think I just yeah, I like them. And I'm trying, well, no, even like I went to German food the other night and had a pork shank. I could eat, drink a margarita with that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't joking. I could have, I, mean, I had beer. I was proper. I was a uh, proper yeah. like German spot. I had German beer, like a real human, like a, like a lady. Uh, but uh, I, I ain't gonna lie. I could have had a margarita. It would have been nice and tasty. So I'm going margarita. Yeah, margarita for everything. Margarita all day. Amen. Yeah. Amen to that, sister. Hey, Cocktails. Nathan here. This is a question for Emily. I was to take a trip to Chicago tomorrow, jump in a plane. Where is a spot that I can get a great cocktail as well as a great deep dish pizza? Ooh. What was the second part of that question? As well as a, a good deep dish pizza. I actually oh. want to know because yes. I've only had deep dish pizza here in LA and I really enjoy that. So well, when I go to Chicago, we got to clear this up a little bit though. Like for callers that don't know what deep dish pizza is that people might not know what that is. Well, I didn't, I didn't know about it for a long time. <laughs> um, I mean, everyone does it a little bit differently here. So it really it really kind of depends, but essentially, I mean, it's just like a deeper pan pizza and it's like all sauce, 
a little bit of cheese and then like a thick buttery crust in a giant deep pan. (laughs) And it takes like forever to cook. So it's like, you like you can't go to a deep dish pizza restaurant and be absolutely starving because you will probably be dying by the time your pizza gets there. So it's good to have like a little snacky snack and then like wait for your pizza for 45 minutes, drink a couple beers or cocktails, and then you're ready to go for that deep dish pizza, of which you could probably only eat one piece because it's huge. <laughs> um, two pieces if you're trying to show off. Um, or not feel good later, but it's, it is one of those things where you just, you can't eat too much of it and you probably will have leftovers. That sounds like an event. Is that like, so down. Is that like the, the true Chicago, like regional food? Is there any other ones? I think that people, I mean, yes, we've got a lot of deep dish. Deep dish was invented here, but tavern style pizza, little known fact um, by people outside of Chicago, tavern style pizza. So like a cracker crust with like, with like uh, cornstarch on the bottom. That's like the true kind of Chicago pizza that originated on the South side of the city. Uh. And so like the, the original idea was that, um, men getting off of work in the olden days, men would get off of work and then go to the bar and start drinking beer and they needed something salty to go along with it. So like now we get like peanuts or pretzels or whatever, like the table snack is that they just give you. But back then on the South side, they would just give you slices of pizza. Um, <laughs> which rad. sounds heavenly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's rad. <laughs> So I think that that is more of the Chicago staple, but everyone associates deep dish deep with dish. Chicago, which is fair enough. But I think the true trademark is tavern style. But to get back to the to the listener's question, to get a drink, I would love to reiterate going to Drum Bar, getting that rooftop city view, um, getting a fantastic cocktail or five. And... You cannot get food there, but if you want a good deep dish, I recommend a place called Pequod's Pizza. It's just north of downtown, so you do have to venture out a little bit into the Lincoln Park neighborhood here. And again, you're going to wait like at least 45 minutes for a pizza um, (laughs) if you're not already waiting 45 minutes just to get a table. So it's, but it's fantastic. It's the best. I think it's the best deep dish pizza in town. But if you're really going to go with kind of the chain deep dish places, Lou Malnati's does a really good job. I know you can get it in other states other than Illinois, but sorry, Giordano's, but just never go to Giordano's. Oh, no. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, no. Well, no, I get reprimanded for that. (laughs) That, That's inspiration for to do better, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But okay, hold on. So, do you always have to buy a whole a whole za a whole pie, or can you get like za by the slice? Uh, I mean, typically for a deep dish, yeah, you should probably get a whole pizza because it'd probably be pretty sad looking if it was just one slice. (laughs) It's just just saucy, right? To just yeah, it's very saucy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've never necessarily experienced it. I need to figure there's, this out. There's a place in Echo Park by your house, Jenna, called Masa. I know. I've never been. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. But allegedly by people who are from Chicago here, oh. it's all right. <laughs> oh, like, okay. okay. I guess it's all Picky right. Picky eaters. I, yeah, but I was like, I thought it was good. I don't know. I want to try it. I, I, I got to get in that. Uh, great question, though. Like, yep. now yes. I know where to Now I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm Which I've been meaning to go forever. Clear that out. <laughs> yeah, let's clear the air. Like yeah, on this yeah. one, don't go to Giordano's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they're listening, I'm sorry. I mean, that's just telling you to do a better job. Step, Step it up. up. Yep. Yep. Don't mess around. It ain't. It ain't hating. You just gotta do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, this, uh, this is our final call. I'm going to have to uh, cut cut the lines after this, but um, thank you for calling in, everyone. Uh, and, and this lucky caller is our last caller. Hey, guys. How's it going? Riley and Brooke here, both longtime listeners, first-time callers. 
Anyway, uh, we each had a question today, so this is going to be a two-parter. I'll start with the first one. So being a food writer, I'm sure you've been to all kinds of really cool and unique uh, places. Is there any place that stands out to you where you had just the ultimate dining experience or one that's just always stuck with you? And I was very curious about what the most standout cocktail you've ever had was and if you could describe it for me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. We love the show. We love you. Bye. That's so nice. (laughs) I love them. Oh, a duo question. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love the question, too. Good questions. Very good questions. All right. To answer the first question, two years ago, I was invited. This isn't really like necessarily a restaurant, an intimate restaurant experience, but I was invited to go to this this charity event for the Alzheimer's Association at the Girl and the Goat, which is helmed by Stephanie Eisard, huge, huge name, not only in Chicago, but nationwide. And she won season four of Top Chef, I think. So pretty big name in the food industry. But so I was there for a charity event and got to meet so many chefs like Art Smith and Andrew Zimmern was there and Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family was there for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So I got to meet all these cool chefs from around the world and they were all there to share their stories about either, most of them just had relatives that were dealing with Alzheimer's or they were just involved in getting the awareness out for that. And Stephanie Eiser cooked for us too, which was also pretty dope. But that was definitely the coolest experience where I was sitting there and I was like, I shouldn't be here. Like, this is, this is <laughs> so awesome. And I don't belong here with all these amazing people. And so it was, it was one of those very humbling moments in my hobby career or whatever <laughs> we want to call this. And it's your the, life, baby. It's yeah, your life. Yeah. You got uh, this. The second question, gosh, I mean, Gosh, keep dr- mentioning drum bar, but they've got pretty amazing cocktails. I don't think I could point out one, but going back to, I mentioned this place in Copenhagen in Denmark, and there's this place called Balderdash, and it's in this old Italian family's like rundown house. And it was like one of the only buildings that like didn't burn down in mm. this fire that happened in a long time ago in Denmark. Um, and so it survived this fire and there's, it's, it's just like this dark kind of damp, creepy place, Ooh, but I like that. The, yeah. yeah that those awesome. are the best ones. My boyfriend and I went there like right when they opened one afternoon and we stayed there for like seven hours <laughs> and probably had like 16 drinks total, but they were just making cocktails for us left and right. And they were um, experimenting with their new cocktail menu that they were launching like the week after. And they, so they were just like, Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And so it was a really awesome experience. And the, the bartender was originally from Harlem in New York and had married a Danish woman and moved to Copenhagen and opened up this bar And it was just the coolest experience and the cocktails were fantastic. So if anyone ever in the after times, if anyone gets over to Copenhagen, I would definitely recommend going to Balderdash and getting several cocktails. That sounds awesome. And I yes. like that you mentioned like some, you know, some people are like, oh, I'd rather sit at a table at a, at a restaurant and experience, but then you don't get to do the R&D like if you get there at the right time and the bartenders are R and D, yes, you get to taste those cocktails. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to be sitting at that time for sure. I, I love sitting at the bar over a table any day. Yeah, oh, yeah. I am too. Best, my husband, yeah. my husband's the worst. He's like, we have to sit at a table. I'm like, yeah, but so then we don't yeah. get to talk, like hang out with the bartender. Yeah, so it's, it's always like, more fun. Table, and I'm like, oh, it's at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between the bartender versus the the computer guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so good. Okay. So, gosh, I I just had to close the uh, the phone lines, and I wish I didn't. I wish we could do this all night long, but. All night long. All night long. Is that Lionel Richie? I think it, yeah, it is. All night long. All night. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can call us the Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> Don't call us that. <laughs> nope. Call Adele Spice, Spicy Spice. <laughs> Adele will only be known as Spicy Spice from now on. Oh, God. Um, and I will be called Funky Spice. <laughs> Funky Spice. Uh, okay so before we jump out of this podcast and last call everything which is the worst feeling ever i hate last calling anything we like to be the party you know but all good things come kind of to an end i guess is the the saying but not this game we're gonna choose one choose ones choose ones this is the game we're playing if you don't know how to play this game it's quite easy it's called choose ones we're gonna say one of two or no we're gonna say two things and you're gonna choose one (laughs) Very simple. Very straightforward. <laughs> I think I explained that correctly. Um, okay. So Adele, you want to shoot this thing off? Let's choose. Uh, Emily, are you ready? Do you want to, you ready to choose one? Let's go. All right. All right. Okay. Who's hotter? Gandalf or Dumbledore? Dumbledore. He's got all the oh. quotes. <laughs> ah, I think you're the first person that said that. Really? <laughs> yes. In like four years. Interesting. I don't know. I think there's been like a couple Dumbledores in there. I mean, all due respect to Gandalf, but like, <laughs> I mean, Gandalf's cry- is crying in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Dumbledore can be hotter. <laughs> speak, speak quotes to me, Dumbledore. <laughs> okay. Oh Cocktail nerd or salty bartender? Oh, I mean, I guess a cocktail nerd. I like learning about things and stuff. That's fair enough. Dive bar or $15 cocktail bar? It depends. I mean, any given day, probably a dive bar, but sometimes you can treat yourself to that $15 cocktail. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Okay. Shrimp Louie or Louis CK? This is a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like pre twenty thirteen or whatever. That was um, was that that long ago? There's I don't no even way. know. I'm just throwing out a but, year. But this question we definitely wrote before whatever. Thing no, it did. no, I no, it was after whatever he did or didn't was do. It? I don't know. Yeah, it was after. Allegedly. Allegedly. Dude, he had people. We all know what happened. He's got some weird things. Well, before we all knew about it, I really loved his comedy and I loved his show. But 2021 sake, I'll say Shrimp Louie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Optimus Prime or Amazon Prime? Um, Amazon Prime because it's really come in handy for Amazon video during the pandemic. Oh, there you go. Fair. Vanilla eyes or shaved eyes? Ah, shaved eyes. Negroni up or on the rocks? Up. Margarita, blended or on the rocks? Not even a question. On the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you like pina coladas or do you prefer getting cut in the rain? Not a huge coconut fan. Sorry, but I'd rather get rained on. (laughs) (laughs) Hemingway or Bukowski? Uh, One of my good friends' name is Hemingway, so I'm going to go with Hemingway. (laughs) Oh, that's a cool name. West Coast or Bust? Midwest coast. <laughs> and bus. Yeah. French five or French fry? French fries. All right. Wait, Humph- you want to do it half? Yeah, I'll take the last part here. Coming in hot. Humphrey the Humphrey Bogart or Humphrey the Whale? Uh Humphrey Bogart, I guess. <laughs> Does no one know who Humphrey the Whale is? I don't think so. Is this like a weird Santa Cruz thing that like I grew up with? I think you made it up, dude. No, I think it's the whale that (laughs) swam up the wrong channel in the Bay Area and up the San or into San Francisco up the wrong channel. That doesn't land with people. Uh, uh, Damn it! This joke is so (laughs) one-sided. Oh man, I gotta work on my Humphrey the Whale jokes. Well, I have no idea who that is, but okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we all know Humphrey Bogart. All right. 40 ounce of King Cobra or a pint of Mad Dog 2020. Oh. Both served in paper bags. Mm, unfortunately, the pint of Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. much. Pr- it's cuter. It's way co- cooler colors. <laughs> it's blue. <laughs> it's green, blue, yellow, whatever you, whatever adventure you want to take. Banana split or banana hammock? Banana split. <laughs> Kanye West or Adam West? 
R.I.P. Adam West. Boom, boom. A douche soda or a slap in the face. For <laughs> um, a little context here, that cocktails, we always call a vodka soda a douche soda. A it's douche kinda... soda. <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> So I'll take the temporary slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. it's, just one, it's just one quick, one quick yeah. slap. <laughs> uh, okay, split one tab five ways at the end, or five tabs started separately, one after another. Oh Jesus! Split one tab five ways. <laughs> potato or potato? Uh, potato. <laughs> tomato or tomato? Tomato. <laughs> Hollywood or a pile of wood? <laughs> Uh, well, I've never been to Hollywood and I do like bonfires. So let's do oh, pile of wood. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I love that. And then finally, Jaeger bomb or a car bomb? Uh, I regret every Jaeger bomb I've taken, but I'll do that one. Nice. <laughs> I regret it every Jaeger bomb I've taken. Oh, yep. God. I just shuddered. <laughs> I'm like, to. Yeah, it, it definitely brings back like this like like stomach feeling it's when like you speak of them. Yeah. Like, you feel it for a while, too. Yeah. I do one again though. I I would. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know, know. You know. Right now, if I if like we were together and I be, I asked that question, I was like, well, here you go, and I gave and you all, like, all. Fuck it. Let's go. Like, ah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. But uh, on the flip side, it will last. Like it's like one of those things that lasts for you for at least five years. It's like a breakup. Uh, when you break uh, up, they say it's like you break up with somebody. It takes like the double the time of the amount of time that you've been together to get over that person or whatever. Oh, man. Really. That's what I'd be in trouble. I know. Oh boy. I know I'll be an old, old woman by the time I get over this one. That'd be like 10 to fuck. I'll be like real old. Holy shit. Yeah, you got, yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta bring them, uh, you know, to that, to the, or you, no, you leave them by themselves while you go to the cute bartender flirty. That's the solution. Oh, you didn't boy. hear here. This is a free bartender advice line here. But <laughs> no one said we're therapists or we know what's best. So we're definitely um, not qualified. Yeah, listen to you know, listen to us at our own at your own risk. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay, so you know what? We totally had the best time here. Thank you so much, Emily, for spending time with us and uh, you know coming on cocktails and tell us about like your side of this industry and uh it's eye-opening it's awesome i learned things adele learned things our callers got all of their questions answered to the best of all of our abilities and thank you and and uh, like thank you like 100 percent, thank you with everything inside of us from talk tales and that's a good time if you want to like plug anything about you know where people can follow you where they can see where you're writing uh anything that you have coming up in the future now's a great time to like let people know about that yeah, I mean, if anybody feels comfortable coming out to Chicago, please make sure to check out chicagofoodmagazine.com for all the latest updates on restaurant openings, just restaurant reviews in general, um, just all the updated news. Um, there's plenty of other publications you can check out, but you can always, I would always appreciate you checking out Chicago Food Magazine. And I mean, reach out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you have any questions or need any recommendations, we're happy to help. Amazing. Absolutely. Ooh, and is all is all the um like the handles on all the social medias Chicago Food Magazine? Yes. Yep. Spelled out, right? Easy to find. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, you know what? Thank you everyone who called in and spent time uh to call that dial that number. We appreciate that always. Thank and you. uh I hope that we answered your questions to the best of our knowledge. Um, that being said, we are not therapists. We have nope. never been certified. Nope. What we are is bartender professionals. I can't have... read. <laughs> so I can, you know. yeah. And I'm like, I can count like a poor, like nobody's business. And I've been, you know, talking to people <laughs> for a good 15 years uh, on the other side of the bar. So I feel like I'm quite qualified for some good advice at this point. Uh, and Adele as well, and all of our guests. So thank you so much for calling in. Uh, but also do, uh, make sure if there is any serious, any serious things going on, reach out to any, you know, networks that you have amongst yourselves to find the help that you need. Mental, mental health is important. It is so important. And this is important. This is why we do the podcast. It keeps us sane, you know, and, uh, here at Talktos, I know we all look like 18 year old young spring chickens. These are not crow's feet. 
But we're actually, I draw these in. <laughs> we're actually only 22. So, uh, but that being said, we're legal to drink alcohol and we do so. And sometimes we do so too much, but we do so <laughs> responsibly. We do not drink and drive. You shouldn't either. Please take an Uber or walk or run or sprint. But don't drive drunk, please. Don't yeah. do it. If you do 300 jumping jacks. Burpees. Still, still don't drink and no, drive. No, not burpees. <laughs> Yeah, don't, burpees. Everything will come up. If bigger burpees. <laughs> we yeah, we played big uh, no nos and everything, but no, those would be big big yeah. burpees. Like no 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 big no nos. <laughs> oh, that's a good big no no. Like no no pukey no no. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, thank you so much to everyone involved in Talk Tales, Adele. You're the shining star of my side hip here. And uh, I love you too. And then uh, thank you so much, Rashid, for editing us to sound like the best humans on the planet. I know. Uh, And then also thank you, Grayson, for uh, our logo. Thank you, Josh, for our theme song. Thank you for the new Andrew and Web Genie for our new website that's coming out. Uh, And also... That being said, gosh, book some classes with us. You know, we're having a good old time making making uh, cocktails with people virtually, and we can do all of this anywhere. Gosh, you know, you, you might be in, I don't know, Chile. That's cool. We'll still uh, make you cocktails. You might be in Patagonia. Maybe. You might be in Oman. Or... Wow, these are some places. You Lithuania. Lithuania. You might you be might in be Vilnius. In... You might be in Saudi Arabia. You might be, well, yeah, you might be in, uh, I don't know, where is Dumbledore from? Somebody? (laughs) I'm the worst with Harry Potter anything. Uh, He lives in the hut. You might be in a hut. of a train station. But you gotta have, well, yeah, okay, train station. But you have to have internet here. So make sure, you know, but you can book a, a class with us and we're gonna teach you how to make cocktails. And guess what? We're we're way more professional on that on that platform. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, and then also uh, cocktail kits. Please book it, book your classes, and you get we do cocktail kits now too. So we got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So hit us up, cocktailspodcast.com, and we got you. We got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything she said. Anything? No, I think you got it all. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Well, in that okay. case. Thank you, everyone. As we do, we want to go out of this podcast with a cheers and uh, to everything looking like it's coming to an end with this pandemic. Uh, yes. Let's to cheers. A light the, of the tunnel. Thank yep. you, Emily, for your time. Cheers, you guys. Thank you. Cheers. Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail.